What's up, what's up, everybody? This is your girl, Shanti Das. I am super excited because what? We are finally, finally marketing and branding this podcast the way we're supposed to. So this is the relaunch of the Silence and Shame podcast, season one for 2022. And we're going to be having six episodes per season with a couple of bonus episodes coming up. So make sure that you stay tuned and check out our Instagram and, and Facebook and Twitter and find out when all these incredible podcasts are launching. Hopefully you enjoyed that really powerful one I did um, back in May with Mr. Bobby Brown himself. Um, it was a really powerful episode. So if you haven't heard that one, make sure you check it out. But again, we're just happy to be back and happy to relaunch this podcast. How are you, Free? I'm doing all right. I have been um, moving around a lot this summer with a lot more to come. Uh, I saw you uh, balling out of control at the BT Awards. And man, man, just festival. Can, can I be a plus one? Yeah, man, after being yours for all of these years? <laughs> for sure. For sure. That's a lifetime spot. Absolutely. So, yes, everyone, welcome to the Silence of Shame podcast. Um, it is some interesting times in the world, but we are making sure that we are doing what we have to do to take care of our emotional health and wellness. And that is why we appreciate everybody that tunes in, subscribes, rate, and forwards this, forward this great content on to others. So we're very appreciative. So, again, thank you for being here. Today is a really interesting topic, and we have two Phenomenal, phenomenal young guests uh, joining us today. And the topic is managing the stress of building a career after what? College. So all of our young adults, we hope you will tune in because this is going to be a good one and, and make sure you share it with your friends. And so first up, I'd like to welcome to the show um, someone I've known. Well, I remember when I want to date myself, but here we go when she was born um, and her mother and I actually grew up together and we we're childhood friends. But this young lady um, really has done a phenomenal job um, just all throughout, you know, school and high school and, and going on to college and, and working and immersing herself uh, in the global workforce right after college and, and now getting her MBA. But certainly I think has a lot of life lessons um, to be able to share um, with all of you all. And so let's welcome to the Silence of Shame podcast, Miss Amber Walker. Uh, thank you so much, Anshanti. I am so honored to be a part of the conversation. It is truly a full circle moment. Um, I, I appreciate the time and I can't wait for the conversation. Amazing. Thank you for being here. And I'm going to let Free do the introduction for this next young lady who you all will certainly enjoy her story, but I know he's known her for quite some time. And Although I'm sure I could read a, a fantastic bio, I, I want Free to just, you know, give the personal love and accolades to this next young lady. Yes. Um, and, and thank you, Shanti. But I'm excited to, to talk with this next young lady who is um, like a play niece for me. Um, me and her aunt are actually very close friends and I've uh, seen her go and grow through high school and then end up going to college and coming to Atlanta and doing her thing in Atlanta and um, go on to take on a position out in LA. So like, you know, what I've always been in 
inspired by um, was her courage to do so and move to make those career decisions or the decisions, I think, more than anything, especially with our recent conversations that best serve her mental health. And so I thought that that would be um, a perfect conversation for this. And I thought that she'd be perfect in this space um, as she's learning, growing and, and figuring that out and figuring out what mental health and um, mental wellness means for her. So this is Trinity Hall. Burr, 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 burr. Um, Trinity. Welcome, Trinity. And thank you for doing this. Thank you so much, Free, for the invite. I'm very excited to talk. More than anything, I'm excited to kind of get life lessons from you guys and internalize and kind of check those off as I kind of continue on through my life. So thank you. Mm -hmm. Amazing. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to jump right in. So the first question I want to ask, um, and uh, let's start with you, Trinity. Um, what, tell us what year you graduated from college and how was it transitioning for you from college to the workplace? So I am a recent graduate of Clark Atlanta University, the CAU. Um, I went in, I graduated class of 21 and I majored in fashion merchandising with a minor in design. Um, but all of COVID was happening. So I had to go through um, online virtual school where I didn't feel like I was really taking in or learning as much. I mean, think about it. People who work from home out shopping, getting their nails done. So think about me as a 22, 23 year old trying to focus on school, but also like we could go to the bar, like, you know, um, and then internships were getting cut down because of COVID as well. So I wasn't able to take on those experiences actually in my career as much because they just weren't allowed um, in the traveling of it. Um, so after graduating, it was hard to find a career because I didn't have those internships. I didn't have those connections. Everything that I was learning was virtual. I'm young. So it's like taking the shot on me. Um, but like Free said, I've been okay with the move and knowing that. I mean, you did, can I interject for a second? Did that stress yes. you out? Like by not having those absolutely. absolutely. I think, you know, we hear you go to college and then you graduate and you find the perfect career and life is just great. But it's like internally, that's not really my story. Um, so I was stressed out like and I went to school for the arts. And, you know, most people are like, there's not a career in art. There's not a career. in." so I was already like, OK, I went to school for art. Now I'm here without a job was everybody right? Like, you know, so it became a, my own internal and mental conversation of, do I need to go to school for something else? Am I ever going to have a career that I actually want? Um, so yeah, I was very stressed out, very confused, crying. Like, I don't know where to go from here. No one's ever going to, I'm going to be at, you know, target the rest of my life. Um, but I was able to take on other opportunities and I'm okay with the move. I went to LA where I interned with guests. Um, so I was there for like three months, left there, came back, opened a store in Atlanta for Levi's and now I'm in Houston and now I'm an event assistant. So even though the path wasn't straight and it was very jagged and crooked, we're here and I'm excited to continue on in that kind of journey of seeing what happens next. Well, congratulations. I'm glad things ended up working out, right? The path to success um, is definitely not a linear road. You know, it's a lot of 
you know, twists and turns and ups and downs. And, you know, kudos to you for like, you know, weathering, you know, that storm, if you will, that you were in and, and having to deal with all that from the pandemic. I want to pitch over to you next, Amber, because I know obviously, um, you know, you've been out of college, you know, a few years now and, and you're actually getting your your master's degree, your MBA. And you had a different experience right before the pandemic. Share with us, you know, what it was like for you transitioning out of college and, and, and taking that incredible job where you got to go, you know, and work in some remote places around the world. But I'm sure that that still didn't come, you know, without its level of stress and pressure. But talk to us a little bit about what it was like for you. Oh, for sure. Um, so I graduated uh, 2017 from Wellesley College, uh, where I double majored in English and film. So I just hit my five-year mark. And n- then after leaving Wellesley, I worked for Accenture for about four years right out of college. And now I'm back in school. I'm getting my MBA at Columbia Business School. And I'm actually interning for the summer at Google. So I feel like I've had the two transitions entering into the workforce. Um, again, and and they've been kind of radically different. So I, I guess I can talk first about right out of college. I think I was ready and eager to like enter the workplace. I had a job lined up my senior year. I felt like I had the senior year of my dreams. I was excited about moving to DC, getting my own place because I lived in the dorm all four years. And then it happened, and I moved, and I entered corporate America. I was just pretty naive, honestly, Uh, naive just about life, about adulting, everything that comes with it. Um, And there were struggles. I think navigating corporate America, especially being so young and then being black and female, there was so much that was unsaid that I kind of, not just me, but I know me and my friends, my peers were navigating, but we weren't, we weren't talking about it. That's, that's not what we were highlighting. I think now it's really important to have these kinds of conversations because, you know, you're getting a front row seat to the highlights of everyone's life, you know, and there are some really low moments, you know, there are low moments when like that bank account is just screaming those credit cards, like (laughs) worthless. No, no, you know, you got, you got to learn about credit and financial literacy and there's, everything is so new and there's this pressure that you have to have it all together. Right. And, and that was something that I think radically changed when I went back to business school, right? Because after like taking the time and and going through therapy and just really weathering that storm, um, that taught me so much. I don't I don't want to act like Accenture wasn't a fantastic experience. I traveled the world. I had an international client the entire time. Like I was out of the country every other month for three to four weeks at a time. It was just, it was fantastic. But with that, that like took me away from my community. You know, it limited the amount of time that I got to pour into what makes me happy um, and, and really think about what I want. So there was a recalibration that, that had to happen after, after I left Accenture. Thank you for that. Free, did you want to jump in? Yeah. Um, first of all, that's very interesting. My mother works for Accenture, so it's good to uh, to see that and how everything has kind of progressed for you. And we can even talk a little bit more about that. Um, I'm very interested. Um, I do want to ask both of you and either of you can take it first. Um, we 
what's something that you feel like um, many college students don't consider before that transition into the workplace or like adulting kind of all together um, that kind of took you by shock? And I guess maybe we can start with you, Amber, because you did say like you were naive. You know, what's something that you feel like was a missed gap that you feel like maybe a lot of college students don't consider going into? And then yeah, I think, you know, school doesn't teach you like how to be a responsible adult, you know, how to be a socially responsible adult, how to stay grounded, like things that I think are really core to us being human, you know, and for me, I wish I would have known one that it was okay to not know everything. Right. So really just asking, like, ask the questions. There are no dumb questions. Like, ask about credit, ask about savings, ask about investing, ask about, you know, grounding yourself spiritually, ask about therapy. Like, be curious. I think that's what I would say. Be less curious or be, I'm sorry, be more curious um, and, and less ashamed. What about yeah, you? I would probably agree with her um, because I went to a predominantly like white high school. Um, so I didn't really, I went to class, but like I wasn't really in tune with what was going on. And like she said, there weren't many things being taught about credit, financial literacy, you know, bills, how much, it, how much rugs cost, like living on your own, like living in a dorm with other people, like living is expensive. And even going from college. So at HBCUs, even now, you know, we have housing problems. So a lot of us are having to move out on our own. My sophomore year up until me graduating, I was on my own living in an apartment because we didn't have housing. And it's like, I didn't understand the concept of, I need a job. Like I need a job that actually pays well to support my tuition, school, me wanting to have fun. And I think that I was so ashamed to be like, mom, dad, like I need your help. Versus saying like, it's okay, you're still in school. This is just your situation right now. It's not forever. And even after graduating and right before graduating, I think people need to realize like finding a job is a job and it takes time and you're gonna get no's more than you're going to get yeses and that's okay you just have to keep going so i think the things would be yeah being okay with asking questions not feeling ashamed of your journey and actually knowing what you want to do and being okay with saying okay this is the step before getting to where i want to go thank you i want to um jump in and ask a question for both of you all um and i'll start with you amber because you both interestingly enough you both have had internships recently even though um you're utilizing it you know right before you go into uh to, to the master's program but you're at google you know what do you think is the biggest challenge for wellness for some of your age you know being in a big company like that um, and then I'll ask the same question to you, Trinity, about interning at guests. Yeah, that's a that's a great question. I think the biggest challenge was um, me managing my day versus my day managing me. And I think coming in, especially junior within organizations, there is um, you are 
you know, maybe a bit more um, shy or conservative about how much you're going to push back, right? So I think managing my schedule was huge. Um, and also understanding that the routines that I had and at 24 weren't working at 27. So, you know, for me, during the pandemic, like all of us changed the way we work, the way um, we really even exist and function. And for me, I just became like more introverted, you know, and I realized that energy conservation was a huge part of uh, me managing my wellness at work. Cause if that's where I'm going to spend the majority of my time and that's what I do, um, then, you know, I need to be cautious. So I categorize my calendar into three different um, colors. So the first is like red and those are for conversations or things that are going to give me that I need high energy or going to take a lot of energy from me. Um, medium is yellow and green is like something social that I'm enjoying doing that's pouring back into me. So I can visually see on a calendar like week by week, you know, oh, wow. Okay. I have like 10 red conversations on Friday. That's not going to be great. Um, let's see if we can reprioritize. So I, I think, yeah, living, living by a schedule and by living, living by a schedule, I mean, not just for work, right? Like plan the things that are important to you. Like it doesn't matter. You don't have to have kids. You don't have to resp have responsibilities outside of yourself. Like that is enough. And so if you need to go see a chiropractor, then you, you know, you need to make time to do that. You need to see a dentist, like you need to take care of yourself. So before you can give or share any portion of yourself with a company. I love that color coordinating, you know, cause I, I have my calendar color coordinated, but mine is based on like just personal work and then my side hustle, but not necessarily based on like my mood and my feelings and what I need to do. I love that. Trinity, what about you? Yeah, I love that idea. Noting that, jotting that down. Um, but I think what kind of helped me keep my mental space during my internship, I was in LA. So I've, I'm a military kid, but I've never been more than like four hours away from my family. So, you know, I'm in Georgia. My, well, my family's in Georgia. I'm in LA. We're on a different time zone. Like by the time I'm getting off work, everyone's going to sleep. Um, so I think kind of also I didn't have a car, had no friends, didn't know anybody. Um, was staying with a roommate who was also part of the program, but we didn't know each other. Um, so I think what helped with my mental was that work-life balance. Um, being able to say, yes, had a great program. So they had fun things for us to do just as much as they had work for us to do. But if you're going to work every day, you know, taking Ubers, going to work, coming back home with nothing to do, that's kind of all mentally that you're going through with work, 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 work. You don't have like that social life. And when the hardship of work, the, oh, I didn't have a great day today. The, oh, they looked at me. They didn't like my idea, the project, whatever, you know, was going on. That work life and social balance is very important and was the biggest thing that I needed during, you know, my internship because it kept me like, okay, we had a great week. Let's go out. Like I'm having fun meeting new people, socializing, networking. Um, so that's important, the, the balance of it all. Free. Uh -huh. Yeah. Um, first of all, I just want to, again, double back to that calendar. Cause I don't, I'm not good at color coding my calendar. It's all on one. You know, what I mean? <laughs> you know, it, it was, it wasn't until I got back to B school and or got in, got into B school that I had my social life 
that was also like just as important to me as my professional life. Mm -hmm. And they, they had to merge in one place, right? Mm -hmm. Because if I didn't see it, if I didn't document it and track it, then I think I'm going to have all of these symptoms that indicate that I'm not well and nothing to be able to go back and kind of deduce what went wrong. Right. Outside of just how I'm feeling that day. So, yeah, I'm all about structure. (laughs) I can tell. I can tell. And that's excellent, actually. And that's excellent to be able to see. Um, Well, to that point, how do you manage or both of you, how do you manage that um, particular stress? Is it therapy? What is is it self-care? And if so, what does that look like for you? Um, And kind of speak to that point. It's definitely just like yeah. So I'm definitely a retail, you know, social like a eater. I'm definitely one of those. When I am like, okay, I'm stressed out. I'm going to get seafood. Like I'm going to get the biggest platter, and I'm gonna have my moment. Um, but when it comes to actually taking care of myself, yes, I will do a self care day, like a massage, and kind of relax and kind of ease my mind from what's going on. But my bad, my bad resolution is food. That's that's my bad resolution. Um, I, I'm with I'm with you. I could always eat. <laughs> A good meal really does help, um, especially when that blood sugar is low. Yes, that's one of my favorite things about Google is they have food everywhere, and I'm like, yes, you understand. Um, but I, for me, I, you know it. I'm trying to think of, I do different things for self-care um, and I try to mix it up um, so I don't get bored with one. I've always been an athlete. So for me, um, moving, movement is so important. So I do Pilates like um, religiously. I'm actually training to be an instructor and then I uh, run as well. So I think there's the physical aspect, but then there's also like community, you know, and for my mental like well-being, spending time with my loved ones or friends and family or just time on um, something that's like nourishing me. Right. But I think the one that I go to all the time is I'm a chronic binge TV binge washer. So um, I can just get in front of Netflix and put the phone on do not disturb and be gone for eight hours. And it's wonderful. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. Um, what do you do free? What do you do for self-care? Oh, that's a good question. You know, I don't know. I'll wait to be completely honest. Um, one, I enjoy traveling. Um, I recently have spoken to a good friend of mine who also works in this space that I work in, who asked me about like life out of work and then said like, wait a minute, do you have a life out of work? Because they always see me kind of like, making the next play. And I never really thought about it, but I think that I've been kind of like in a continuous cycle to establish myself that like, um, I think somewhere within that process, I'm, I felt like rest was also an achievement. You know what I mean? So like, Oh, I don't know that I've done enough to have achieved rest. You know what I'm saying? And I can think of, um, two times, recently one coming into this year like around new year's where i felt as if i achieved it so i relaxed and then um just after this last summer run with the bt essence you know the all of that work um i have about a week and a half between now and the next run um and i felt like okay well i can kind of like rest and mildly work you know what i mean um so i think that there's some 
kind of like, I think having real conversations with people who make me feel fulfilled mm-hmm. is a part of my self-care process. Um, I think that traveling is definitely, definitely, definitely one. Um, and I think that being able to kind of like just have moments where I feel a little bit more, whether that's like getting with friends who like get it, you know what I mean? Um, but uh, there's this, there's a concept that I have called like my manifestation ecosystem. So like that's the people, places and things that help me manifest at like a rapid rate. Mm-hmm. And so I've been identifying those people in my life and I kind of dive into those people because I come out feeling charged up. Whereas like other spaces, I just try to really avoid the extras and and I work just in a social industry. So now I'm kind of like utilizing, doing the opposite of the socializing. I love that. And I think it's important as college students, right? Like that you you have that same kind of ecosystem, right? Mm-hmm. You have certain friends that you just kind of hang out with and have a good time. But then you also need those friends who are going to inspire you and encourage you, especially as you're transitioning out in, into the work workplace. That's truly important. Mm-hmm. So I have a question because this is something. Huh? Say that again. I was saying I think that's overall, though. I don't think that's just like a, you know, college experience. I think that's how you uh, create your group of people. Oh, 100 percent. But since we were targeting in on college students, I just wanted to make sure they knew that was something important, you know, as you transfer out. Um, but absolutely, it, it's it's great advice, Trinity, for all of us. 100%. Mm-hmm. Um, this is something that I didn't do well uh, when I was transitioning out of college into the workplace. And I just kind of thrust myself into the entertainment industry, which was great. But I didn't have a lot of healthy ways to cope when I was dealing with like stress and anxiety and different things. And what's interesting is with the two of you all, like Trinity, you kind of came out right? Like right after the pandemic or within the pandemic, Amber, you were pre-pandemic and coming out, but I noticed that you mentioned therapy, Amber. And also I noticed like more people are talking about therapy now post-pandemic. So I kind of wanted to get you all's opinion and we'll start with you, Amber. Like was therapy a thing? Was it talked about when you were in college? Was it something that you chose to do afterwards from the recommendation of friends and family or, you know, your your healthcare team or what have you. And then, you know, the same thing with you, Trinity. Have you ever thought about therapy, utilize it, or if not, kind of what your peers think about it, you know, post-pandemic? Yeah. Um, so I think what I what I did not share was that coming out of college and work going right into the workforce, like I did develop like stress ulcers. So I would have these like for years, I was in the hospital in and out because I was just so stressed out and I didn't realize it. Right. I'm like, okay, let's, let's work it back. So for me, I was like, "Mm, let's go and allow somebody to get in my head and be objective and just really let me know like what they see. Right. Because whatever I'm seeing is clearly not everything that I'm experiencing. And you got to know that therapy isn't a perfect science either. Right. You know, you got to try, you might have to try many, you know, I, I know I had a, therapist that I worked with throughout the pandemic. And I, I am so indebted to her because, you know, in that time, I think we all had so much alone time and we just had to sit and be with our thoughts. And for a lot of us, that's really scary, right? Because that means that we have to go inward and deal with 
perhaps some demons and and get out on the other side and try to. And I, I don't think anyone should have to weather that journey alone, right? So therapy might not work for everyone. It might not be for everyone's thing, but it's more about really being able to talk to someone who can be objective, but also look at for ways to advocate for you, right? With the things that you're navigating in life. So for me, I'm I'm a huge like giver and I can give just until my last. And I, I needed my therapist to help me set boundaries and like stay with me close as we implement these boundaries, right? Because as soon as you throw them up, you're going to have a reaction and you're going to second guess and want to bring them right back down. So for me, therapy was great for that, that coaching and building that muscle of like really being, um, being my, my biggest advocate as I go into, into certain spaces with whether that's professionally, but also personally, you know, love that. Like I, we kind of have different experiences, right? Um, because A, in the Black family household, therapy isn't talked about much, you know? Um, so I never realized that that was a thing necessary or a thing in general. And then if you think about school, most colleges, most high schools, yes, they have counselors, but you have to make an appointment. The appointment takes two weeks. Like if I'm on my last breath, you know, if I'm really to the wire, and I have to wait two weeks to speak, you know, but I have never done therapy. Um, I have had a lot of mental strain due to, like you said, being a giver and overgiving yourself sometimes. And I was in a really dark place. I, I was cutting off my family members. I was alone. We were in COVID. So I was so isolated, not going out. Um, but what saved me was A, um, I got a puppy. and literally the happiest little thing that could happen to me but b i started journaling and i really started to write down my feelings my thoughts um what made me sad that day how did i get out of that sadness and i think journaling is something that i've continued to do because i enjoy it i'm able to say things that i don't necessarily want to talk about with my mom you know cuz once you start getting your family involved that's the end of it, you know? And I was able to say like words that I didn't even know were triggering to me until I was like looking at them on paper. Um, so journal became a really big thing. Like, and it's, it's still something that I love to do because I feel like I'm able to say more. Like I don't fear what I'm writing down because no one's going to see it. And even if they do, it's, not anything directed towards anybody else. It's all about me in my journal. You know what I'm saying? So I've enjoyed that. I love journaling now. I love that. I like that you guys have had two different, you know, ex unique experiences. This was actually great because, you know, I had reached out to Amber and she was like, oh, I have someone amazing too. And so like, I think it's perfect, you know, that you all have such unique experiences, but really great information, you know, especially for our young adults that are tuning in today. Free, do you have a final question before we ask them to leave any additional tips? I can't believe like time goes by too quick. Like we're already almost at the 30 minute mark, but it's, right, right, it's right. such a good conversation though. Really good information. Okay. If you could look back and offer your younger self 
Um, but I'm specifically speaking to a certain section of your younger self. Um, so like whether that's like sophomore for you, Trin, um, you know, like kind of within that the thick of it in college moment. Um, if you could offer yourself some advice from the current position, what would that advice be now? That it's okay to take a step back. Um, I thought that because I was backtracking, um, because I had that phase of not taking a job or I thought I would have to move back home or, you know, I wasn't taking the job that I wanted to be my career goal. I thought that I was like a failure, but it's like, like we said earlier, life is not linear. Um, your path is not linear just because you pop over to the right doesn't mean that it's a bad step. It's just, it's directing you back, you know, to the left. Um, so I think knowing that it's okay to get off course and take a step back and kind of overview what's going on and make a decision from there and not like free says all the time based on your emotions, you mm-hmm. know, it, 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 it's okay to go and continue on from, from where you are in that current moment. Amber, what about you? If I had to go back and um, tell my, give my younger self some advice, the first thing I tell her is just like, calm down. And I know that's, that's not like <laughs> very helpful when you're anxious or worried about the future. But I, I think it's more than just calm down. It's learn to be present. Learn to weather the, the storm, you know, the good and the bad and understanding that this isn't going to get easier, right? If anything, you are the one equipping yourself to handle what's coming next. And so you can't, you can't do that by worrying about what's going to happen in the future or staying and sulking with about something that happened in the past for too long. And so figure out what that looks like for you. Right. And that's just asking the very, it sounds very basic, but like what brings you joy? I think it took me like a solid year to be able to give a clear answer because I had to try different things, you know, and really pay attention, um, to how, how that fed me. Um, so yeah, that's. That's what I'd say. Slow down. It's okay. We're not in a rush. And when we need to delete social media, delete it. Take breaks. Yeah. Right? Because comparison is the thief of joy in every situation. Mm. Yes. Yes, queens. Y'all have really dropped some gems today for not only the young adults that are listening, but the parents and aunties, right, who have people in their lives that are your age. Um, And and I think this is great advice from, you know, young men and women, you know, quite honestly. Uh, Definitely, I love, again, the the color coordinating and and just some really good information dropped today. Here we are, Free, the end Mm -hmm. of another episode. This was great. This was dope. This was really, really great. I um I appreciate both of y'all. And even me at my age, I'm looking at like some of these things to take in. Because Trinity, to your point, I started journaling a little bit too, but I'm not always consistent. Um, but none of you know, I just I I brought it along with me to LA and then still didn't pick it up. Um, so like I just <laughs> am not always consistent. But then I also realized that like when I do go back and do it, it might not have to be about the consistency as much as it's about the practice. Um, and so then once it's done, a person comes back and reads it. And even in those gaps, I feel you in a little bit on some of that. And then, you know, it still all has has value. And to this color coordinating, um, coordinating I 
yeah. I'm gonna do my best, but I really like it. Like I really like it. Maybe as I continue to escalate in the next year or so, get an assistant and then have them do it for me. But I love that. <laughs> <laughs> I love the idea. I absolutely love that idea. That's been really, really helpful, especially when you said that you can go back and almost use it for triggering, like looking at your triggers to see like, this is what this day looked like. Why was I feeling off? Mm-hmm. Well, I had a lot of red things this day that kind of could have shifted my energy a little bit. So like, let me focus this way. That's very, very smart. Well, thank you again, ladies. Uh, and thank you for everyone that has tuned in. You've been listening to Managing the Stress of Building Careers After College, featuring Amber Walker, the amazing Trinity Hall. We need to know how, how can people stay in touch? with you all because i'm sure like you, you you know you might have some folks that might want to just you know send you a dm and ask you some questions maybe afterwards or just support your career you can follow me on instagram at amb.walker amb walker and trinity yes i am on instagram as well you can follow me at i'm just trend i am j-u-s-t-t-r-i-n Awesome, awesome. And Free, how can we follow you, co-host extraordinaire? Uh, you can follow me at Free the Vision everywhere on all the social medias. Um, so, yeah, check me out there. And, and, what, and what else do they need to do? Oh, they need to rate, subscribe, share, and comment. Uh, um, tell us what you think of not only this episode, but other episodes or what you'd like to hear. Um, just engage with us. We'd like to engage back. Amazing. And you can follow me at Shanti Das 404. You can follow Silence the Shame at Silence the Shame. And on Facebook, you can follow us at Silence TH Shame. This has been the relaunch of the Silence the Shame podcast. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much for listening. And as always, remember to take time, save a life, and silence the shame. <laughs>